Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 16 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in uh, the UK and 9am in Central US. If you missed the podcast for whatever reason, you can catch up with the whole show on my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Or alternatively, you can check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music and on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, chuck them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So I'm just going to go and introduce you to everyone in the room today. He is the Morpheus of VR. He really wants to show you how deep this rabbit hole goes, and that is Nathy. That's right. You can go real deep, by the way, <laughs> if you want to know. Yeah. So join me on this adventure. If you want to see how deep you can go into the Matrix, yeah. then uh, you should subscribe to my channel. This is, this is a plug for me, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, the fastest YouTuber alive, he went too fast, and uh, he needed to stop to take a break, so he is not here with us today. <laughs> uh, so, unfortunately, Rowdy won't be with us, but hopefully he'll be back with us soon. He will be missed. He will be missed, but today, uh, the captain at the helm of this fine vessel is ZimTog5. <laughs> how are you hey, Mike, doing, how mate? How we going? Good, man. Just keep us steady, man. Just keep us steady. We'll keep this this fine vessel sailing through the the murky seas of the internet to bring you this fine podcast today. So, uh, last but not least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, I just want to sort of uh, first up before I go into the topics, I just want to say I wish all of our viewers and listeners uh, a very merry Christmas, and I hope you're having an awesome festive time with your friends and family. Uh, let us know in the chat what you guys are up to this week, uh, leading up to Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Magic Leap One, which is a new augmented reality headset that is coming next year. Uh, the tragic news that a man has sadly died in VR. Uh, and then also, uh, Arc Park VR has been delayed. And then we'll have some uh, questions uh, with you guys, our listeners and viewers. So, uh, uh, let's jump into what we normally do nowadays, and that is to find out what you guys have been playing this week. I think it's a nice way to start the show. Let us know what you guys think as well. Um, so let's start with Zim. Uh, what have you been up to this week, dude? What have you been playing? I suppose uh, really the the main things I've been doing are uh, are, are are playing the uh, playing a couple of really first person shooters. So really playing um, kind of with with my community in that we've been playing uh, kind of some BAM. There was a new map released, uh, which is covered in fog and actually quite disappointing. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people are saying that it's like higher res graphics. You can drive a car now, which is pretty cool. And you can nice. do so with one hand. Uh, you can skid oh. it and drive it around. And actually, that is bloody good fun. Um, but other than that, it's just been like I was trying to play some Fallout yesterday, uh, trying a few new ways to kind of stream that as well. So, mm. and getting ready for uh, VR Mega Stream Week, which is next oh, week. How's the game, coming. by the way? Like, which, has, have they been updating it? Or. Bam! How's it? How's it running for you? No, I like like Fallout. No, the method I was using was a full screen capture, um, injecting directly into OBS, but it didn't perform as well as what I was doing before. So I'm going to take a step back. So I wouldn't say that the game has materially changed. The, the, the rather the um, the change was on my end, you know, in terms of what I was trying to do. And I, honestly, it didn't 
it wasn't running great um, in what I was trying mm-hmm. to do last night. So I'll be going back to what I had been doing, which was working for me. Yeah. yeah. And, and with okay. BAM, did you say you've been playing the latest update with that? So that's updated yeah. graphics, right? Yeah, yeah. I, they've said, uh, some people have said on Reddit updated graphics. I didn't spot anything in particular, but I've got it running on low settings so okay. that it runs like super smooth. Because, you know, if you're trying to take a shot off, it matters. But uh, yeah. the new map is kind of cool. It's very, um, what would I say? It's almost like DayZ feel to it. There's yeah. a lot of barns and stuff like that, but it's super foggy which yeah. is a really odd setting and actually gets kind of oppressive, but there's these like manners and things you can drop into the, the roof of, which is kind of neat. And then there's like busted floorboards and stuff you can drop through. So if, you, if you're a fan of Bullets and More or PUBG style gameplay, so Battleground yeah. style gameplay, then definitely try that one out. I still think that it's better than Standout at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think Standout needs a bit more time and for 20 quid or whatever they're selling that for, it's a bit high of a price. So I'd say BAM right now, if you're looking at game over Christmas is probably the better of the two options. It's interesting because PUBG in VR has become one of those things that everyone's scrambling to be the king of right now. So you've got bullets and more, you've got standout, and then I read somewhere, I can't remember the name of it, but there is another one coming as yeah, well. Yeah, a new one. Something with virtual reality. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forgot yeah. the name. Um, so every obviously PUBG is like, you know, a behemoth in itself and is is selling yeah. super well. Yeah. Uh, so everyone wants to virtual be the battlegrounds. Virtual Battlegrounds, that's right, that's the, that's the one. And so it went live, it went 1.0. Like, PUBG is now 1.0, released. Okay, yeah, nice. True. With, with okay. like, so many copies sold, it's crazy. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It wasn't even out yet. Yeah, yeah but it's better, so now than, better now than waiting, right? Because, like, you've seen so many games, <laughs> Daisy, that still haven't, you know, come out, like, three, four years into the dev cycle. And when it <laughs> yeah. lands, like, nobody yeah. cares at that point. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it's the winter sale too on Steam, so people are like going crazy with their wallets. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm preparing to play uh, to buy the rest of the DLC on Redout because you can get that. But I was like, there's no package that you sell that sells you all the different tracks that they have. So it's like mm-hmm. thirty quid even on the sale price if you want all the all the tracks with it. So wow, that thirty dollars. Yeah. But also going back to uh, obviously you've been playing Fallout and you've been kind of tinkering with the settings to get it to run smoothly. That's kind of one of the things that really puts me off uh, trying it. And the same like last uh, week I mentioned that I was going to jump into L.A. Noir, and I just could not get that game to run nicely on the Rift. Um, you know, it there was yeah. just really run, runs really badly on, on the platform. And in the end, I just gave up and I was just like, Do you know what? I don't want to waste any time with settings. I just want to mm. jump into the game, fire it up, and play a game. Yep. I don't want to mess around with settings anymore. I'm kind of done with that. Yep. And especially for people that are new to VR, I think especially as as Fallout was kind of one of those titles that was bundled with the HTC Vive, I kind of feel like it's a bit, it's going to be a bit of a frustrating experience for those people unless mm. Bethesda patch it out so it runs smoothly straight out of the box. Yeah, might... That kind of concerns me a little bit. So yeah, I, I... LA Noir is not officially supported by the Rift, right? So no, that's right. That is right. You say yeah. are, I mean, you need to do something for it. But I agree. Like open VR is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, over here we also booted it up. I haven't played it myself. My brother played it. Um, I did notice that it needs a very large play space. Otherwise, it uh, you can't play it because you need to walk to the middle in every scene you play, or at least you need to go back to the middle of the the, the play uh, area to keep on playing. So I'm not right. sure if you noticed that, but you need like a pretty large dedicated space and there is no way you can get around that. Not right now. So if you don't have the space for it, there's no way you can it's actually It's probably play it. the number one annoying game when it comes... So if we're talking about L.A. Noir, 
the fact that it, it <laughs> brings you back to center, it puts up this placard in front of your face. It's like, please be back in the center of your space. And then it's like, oh, please be back in the center of your space. It's now time to drive a car. Oh, please be back in the center of your space. Now it's time to get out of the car and go to this other yeah. thing. So like the thing that I found, because I was doing it to try to immerse myself as much as possible, was I had a butt kicker strapped to my chair, which was in the middle of my room for the driving sequences, yeah. uh, which was actually really, really good and nicely immersive. And actually to be able to feel like you're in a seat and you know get the rumble off the road. But you change scenes so often, it like really interrupts the flow of the gameplay. Yeah. And that's what Nathie's talking about. It, they keep kind of lassoing <laughs> you and kind of pulling you in. Yeah. And that breaks yeah. the immersion, right? So, But still, I mean, the effect you have hands and you, you, you can see your body and it places you at very tactical spots where you can do some shooting. I mean, it, it looked really nice. So it's kind of like trading in certain yeah. uh, mechanics where Fallout doesn't have any arms and stuff. And it, it, it works in where the scenes are just... Because in Fallout, the scenes are free. You can walk around and there's no way you're, you are stuck. It kind of acts funny because usually your character is at one spot, right? Um, but with, with um, L.A. Noire, it's like, okay, I, I got the, like, the fact that I got hands and I can see myself and I can dress up. But then you don't really have the actual like scenes aligned correctly in VR. So one does it right in in that sense. Yeah. I, it was clear that that Rockstar wanted to just test out this whole thing. Like they, I think they were more curious about the mechanics, like shooting wise, because they, I think they are like, okay, next game we're just gonna build the whole scene thing in there right away from the start for VR instead of trying to uh, like change it as it is right now. I think the game was kind of like not offering many i think it, it would have taken a while before they got everything out there with the, the awkward scene thing yeah so, i don't know yeah i felt yeah. i felt i just was going to say mike cuz um you made the point about you made the point about uh these games have just come out right um we've had this what i keep calling the Bethesda barrier reef like bunch of games and then of course rockstar <laughs> now releasing Alien Noir as well a lot of triple a titles vrified kind of converted for us you know the people who are desperately like ready for a taster of like the good stuff right and we can see that and you can see it's like yeah. the, the road ahead but what i think happened here i think that games like skyrim had enough padding enough time because they were going to be the first build ahead and they're like this has got to run right and then as some of these other projects that were behind them i think that they got caught by the christmas time period you know what i mean like they got into crunch they hit some hard barriers in development and they had to make that decision do we wait two three months to release or do we release before the Christmas season when we know we're going to get some sales? But give them a decent package, but it's got some bugs in it, and we're going to tune that out over the next couple of months. So I don't think it's a bad executive decision. I think it's yeah. just, it's like a lot of PC game releases before the holidays. You know, they launched it when it wasn't quite ready. Yeah, but for me, like I watched a, a video of a friend of the channel, Sweeviver, he was recommending settings on how to get Fallout to, to run smoothly. <laughs> and one of the suggestions was to reinstall Windows. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do he, that. Oh, did he say that? that you yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just like... But I also uh, saw comments where they said you didn't really have to, but... Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, but that like, if, if I had to say that, where I had to say, people, uh, sorry, this game doesn't run well, you need to install window, Windows without any shame, I would say like, okay, don't buy this game, refund. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're exactly. not gonna install Windows yeah. again, come on. No, 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 no. Heck. But so, uh, I mean, I appreciate the fact that he figured that out, yeah. but like hearing that says enough about the state of the game at this moment. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what about you, Nate? The, uh, what have you been playing uh, this week? What have you been up to? Okay, so I played uh, Shooty Fruity. Okay, uh, yeah, good title. 
since the since the demo I played, uh, it has been improved a lot, and mm -hmm. it's very fun. Let's say it's one of the uh, only new wave-based shooters out there that has reinvented itself with creative gameplay mechanics. So yes. I like that one. Um, usually I would say, hey, wave-based shooter, don't even give it a try. This one, one yeah, one other to uh, it has to a that, fun Nathan? progression system. Just to, yeah, just, right. just to add, because I think there's another one that compares, uh, which I think you've played as well. Dick Wild, have you played that? Yeah. No, I haven't played that one, oh, but yeah, I know I what one. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, so yeah, Shooty Fruity is, is pretty good. It depends. I mean, if you're kind of done with shooters, I don't think this one is going to offer an extra thing. But if you want to give a new wave-based shooter a try with fun game modes and, and some progression in where you can buy new weapons and grenades. and They're like all like sci-fi weapons with like funny things in there. and The animations are kind of cool. Um, so yeah, Shooter Fruity is basically uh, a game where you uh, are working in a supermarket and there's like fruit attacking you all the time and you need to shoot them while multitasking to like scanning products or uh, yeah. putting uh, food in a tray, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah uh, it, it's a fun game. Uh, I also played a VR chat, of course. I also uh, checked out Big Screen. They have something really awesome coming. And uh, I also played the Justice League VR game. I know I'm pretty late to the party here. Uh, I wanted to give it a try. I, I It's funny, I did play it a few uh, weeks ago because you know what it is? I, I, I think that the game, it, it's very arcadey. It's like you're playing a mobile VR game on PC and it's it's not very good. If it was a free experience because you need to pay for this movie-based experience, then uh, it would have been fine. Uh, yeah. But since you need to pay a well, fairly high price for it, uh, I, I had to judge it in a different way. But there is one thing I do need to say about this. So you got six simulations you can play in Justice League VR. You can be Batman, uh, The Flash, uh, Cyborg, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so the Wonder Woman one is um, it's really cool actually. And I, I can see an actual superhero game coming where we got nice locomotion. It's like a sword fighting game, you know, with like a story. So I would love to see that, you know, where we got sword fighting mechanics, like really decent ones. And then mm. with a DC superhero story combined, you know. So I got yeah. kind of excited. I see the bigger picture here. Yeah. So, uh, but then again, yeah. last week you did say that you wanted to uh, live on the uh, Amazonian island with all the the ladies. So maybe that's why you <laughs> like that one so much. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and 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 there was one thing that uh, that surprised me a lot. So there's also a Batman simulation, and you yeah. you drive around in the Batmobile, and according to your butler, uh, he built a Batmobile where you can stand in. Okay. Well, that's something very interesting. Yeah. But that's not the worst thing. So when you drive the Batmobile, there is no positional tracking. No. The hood of the, the Batmobile is, is glued onto your face. Mm -hmm. and, and it's 2017. You know, it's yeah. like going back to the DK1 days where my hat was like stuck on a stick. Yeah. And I couldn't move around. So I was like, boy, oh boy, you kind of screwed up with this one. It could yeah. be the budget. It could be that they are kind of unexperienced with this kind of thing. Yeah. But like no positional tracking is a don't. It's a no, don't definitely. New people uh, are gonna try this. So. Yeah, the Justice League um, experience is one that I kind of roasted on on the channel a little bit, and yeah. I think as well you're right. It should have been a free experience to hype up the movie, um, yeah. but it, it was like ten bucks, and I was just well, like straight yeah. up, just couldn't recommend it to to pick up. And you know, you're better off spending that money to go and see the movie. I, yeah, I that's that's it. Like for yeah. a free experience, it's okay. Yeah. And and instead of letting people pay for this experience, let them pay for a movie ticket exactly. and then go. Because in in the end, you want to 
hype people up for free, right? With movies. Yeah. That's what you usually see with Coco VR and, and Blade Runner. Um, yeah. But with this one, it's like, okay, you got to pay for this. Then have a shitty experience, basically, yeah. because yeah. it's it's not that great. You yeah. you put the expectations higher than they should be. If it mm -hmm. was free, people would be, would be like, okay, well, you know, not that bad. But since it is like a paid thing, um, the expectations are a lot higher. So I think the effect of this whole movie-based thing mm. is not advertising the movie. It actually uh, gives people a, a negative impression, experience. maybe. Yeah, no, it's like, hey, I can be a clumsy hero and then mess around. I got some lovely news from the homeland uh, related on this advertising front, which has been making headlines. KFC have released what is <laughs> touted to be a training game for their employees when it fucking isn't. And they've put this out there. Now, I, I don't know if on a moral ground I should play this or not, because I kind I of played don't it before like the stream, by the way. Trap. Have you done it, Mike? Yes. Uh, so I was super intrigued because I, I, I heard about it and I thought, well, you know, I've got some time before the stream. I'll check it out. And it is only 10 minutes. It is obviously free to check out. It, it, it's it's kind of weird because Colonel Sanders is actually really creepy and it. it kind of verges on like being in a Saw movie <laughs> at, at first. And I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty scary. Uh, and then it obviously turns out to be more of like a, a sales pitch, a kind of advertising platform for KFC, right? Uh, uh, and you essentially make some fried chicken. That's kind of what it boils uh, down to. So do you need to buy this experience? No, it's or is free. It free. And it's how free. long does it take to finish? Like less than minutes? ten minutes. Yeah. Or less than ten minutes. Less than ten minutes. Yeah. So like, how it, does it like look? I mean, usually with these experiences, they are very polished. Like they're... yeah, it, it is very polished. Uh, and uh, just to get, kind of give a bit of a spoiler away at the beginning, you're actually wearing uh, like a someone's put like a a bag over your head or like a net <laughs> over your head, and you you wake up and you're looking or anything. Oh my. God, like, what is going on here? I'm going to get tortured or something. Someone pulls the, the the hood off, and then you're in this room with Colonel Sanders, who sounds super creepy, and he's got like his like photos up and stuff in in the in the in the in the room, and then it teaches you basically how to make fried chicken from there. So it's a bit <laughs> weird, um, you know. It's kind of fun for like five minutes, but like I would give it a miss. You know, if time is precious, give it a miss. Just try something else. Have you guys done the? Um have you guys done the Ikea simulations? Because they've actually had two. They had a pancake kitchen and one which was just like an apartment <laughs> complex. Have you guys done pancake those? pancake kitchen? No. no. I did play the one where you need to put like furniture together. Wow. Uh, you're talking about the, there's an, there's like an Ikea builder game. Yeah. Which was called. Yeah. It was very hard to play. Very, I'll find very, the name. Uh, I'll find the complicated. name. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, other than that, like this week, uh, I went and saw The Last Jedi at the cinema. Uh, I won't give any spoilers away. Um, I also played Merry Snowballs, which is oh, yeah. a fun Christmas game for the whole family to check out. You can basically throw snowballs at stupid kids uh, that are running about the neighborhood. So if you like, uh, the, the thing is, they're really annoying. They make that kind of noise like um, that kid from The Simpsons. They go hee hee like that. And you're like, oh, I want to just smash a snowball in his face. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of uh, fun. And obviously, if you you get your uh, headset for Christmas and you want to get grandma in there to let off some some frustration on some young kids and that might be a fun thing to watch um, I also checked out uh, Attack of the Bugs and that was on uh, your recommendations in I actually didn't rate it as highly as you did. I thought it was kind of like very middle of the road. I thought it was okay. But like you said, uh, when you accidentally lasso uh, a box, so just to kind of describe it, uh, you you have this like lasso hook that you can use to reel in boxes to gather your supplies and your troops. Uh, and they're kind of scattered in the room. So when you lasso something, it will hook onto anything that's in its path. So if there is a spider in its path, it will mm. kind of drag the spider towards your face. And 
No word of a lie, when that actually happens and the spider is right next to your face, that is actually terrifying. Uh, like, you I feel like it's there. Yeah, like, I oh, hate spiders. I hate <laughs> spiders. And I'd never even heard of the assassin bug, but that thing has given me nightmares since this game, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you want to know what assassin spider uh, assassin bug is, apparently, like, it kills bugs and then puts it on its back as, like, a little shell. It's super... <laughs> super weird so i checked that out and i also checked out a really old experience which is called uh richie's uh, plank experience oh, it was kind yeah. of like one of the first experiences on the vive right yeah. but i'd never tried it before but the interesting thing is like i really don't like heights either so i thought i was going to kind of react strongly to this but then i kind of mm. got to the top floor because in in this experience you you go up in a lift basically mm. top of a really high building and then you can walk out on a plank uh, and look at the streets and and the cars and everything moving below so it's it's pretty creepy looking from the the, the video but I, I was actually yeah uh, when i first tried uh, the rift uh, dream deck experience where you're up really high i don't know if you remember that one kind of looks like gotham city you're overlooking yes. um i actually felt it really badly then but then <laughs> since right. the... isn't that the one that's in oculus home now as an environment yeah exactly yeah. the same yeah. one yeah the vertigo yeah oh yeah um so, so when I tried this, I thought I'd react to it, but I'm completely desensitized to it now. So I don't know whether, like, yeah. it just it was the experience, or, or maybe I've kind of cured my <laughs> my, my virtual. Um, you should you just know. build a plank in your room, like really high up, and then jump off it. That's gonna and then fun. try it. Yeah, then that would be <laughs> scary. But maybe so, uh, I'm cured. Yeah. Maybe I'm so so anyway, um, and we do have some like uh, cool comments here. Uh, first of okay. all, a lot of people appreciate your new uh, reviews, uh, ZimTalk. Welcome to YouTube, my friend. Oh, right. Uh, all right, cool. We got, Thank you, guys. Uh, someone I'm not saying, watching chat uh, at the moment. I'm, I'm running the ship, so I don't <laughs> have enough windows. <laughs> uh, Carlo is saying that Vanishing Realms is also a fun game to buy at this moment. It has like a free locomotion. I mean, it has a good story too. It's kind of creepy, but... Uh, yeah, if you like like a, a simulator where you walk a lot and you enjoy your environment, it's it's really nice. Um, we also got uh, Rowdy saying nice hat Zim, um, and someone was also asking me if the chat works, and yes, it works. I just uh, um, proved that it works. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. And uh, oh yeah, someone said like, why are there funny goggles on the thumbnail? Well, we will talk about that soon. In a yes. moment. Well, nice <laughs> segue. Kind of leads me on nicely to what we'll talk about right yes. now, I guess. We finished talking about what we've done this week, yeah. so let's move what on to What are these um, Mario Odyssey-looking goggles all about, Mike? Yeah, so this is the Magic Leap 1. So this is an augmented reality headset. Uh, Magic Leap is a company that was started way back in 2011, actually. Uh, and they've been super secretive uh, since then. Uh, the company has actually raised $1.9 billion in funding, which is absolutely insane. Uh, but they've obviously impressed a lot of high hitters, Google being one of those included, uh, with their new technology. So this is essentially what they've been working on. This week, they uh, unveiled the Magic Leap 1, which is an augmented augmented reality headset. So this means if you're not familiar with augmented reality, it overlays what you see in the real world with an augmented reality view, which could be like a gaming experience, yeah. a TV screen, you know, yeah. um, like Tony sort of... Stark. Exactly right. You get to become Tom Cruise in Minority Report, moving stuff around, uh, projected over your real world. Yeah. So the headset itself, it has a, a real-time computer vision processor uh, built into it. 
It has uh, a ton of sensors and external cameras. I think there's eight in total um, that basically track uh, the wearer and the world that you're actually in. Because what it does, it scans the environment that you're in and then maps that out. And then when you put stuff over your real world, it kind of fixes it in place and it remembers the layout of your room. So things don't get clipped into your furniture and things like that. It's very, very smart technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has uh, high-end uh, speakers uh, built into the uh, temples of the device. A bit like how the uh, the Santa Cruz and the Oculus Go is going to work. You know, it channels the audio from the headset down uh, through the straps uh, yeah. to your ears. Yeah, and, the HoloLens uh, has it too, by the way. It also has like the audio built in on the sides. Ah, oh, that's okay. Yeah. I was going to come to the HoloLens in a minute, actually, because you've had some hands-on experience with that. So it'll be interesting to see your perspective on this. Yeah. Um, so the Magic Leap founder and CEO, uh, Ronnie Abovitz, uh, told Rolling Stone magazine that the headset incorporates eye tracking as well. So that's going to be very interesting technology. And I know uh, Pimax have announced that you know, they're going to have a module eventually for their sort of 8K headset. Uh, right. But eye tracking is going to be an important feature, I think, in the future moving on. Um, But it also reports that the headset will come in two different sizes. Uh, There'll be different pieces uh, that you can customize in a way, different head pads, nose pieces and temple pads uh, to make sure you get the best uh, comfort and fit. Uh, And then before they launch uh, the Magic Leap One, they're also going to be taking the user's uh, glasses prescription so they can actually implement that straight into the headset as well. So all indications are pointing that this is going to be a very high-end premium device which obviously uh, means it's going to probably have a really high price tag so we don't know any uh, sort of exact shipping times we know that it's going to be out in 2018 but no pricing uh, has been announced just yet yeah. Uh, but in terms of the technology it uses, it places uh, persistent digital objects on the physical environment around you, which is akin to blending animated overlays on the real world in a way that's hard to tell them apart. Mm-hmm. So if you place a virtual TV on the wall in your living room, when you put the headset off uh, and then put it back on again, it will still remain in the place that you originally placed it. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so if you put the headset on, you place uh, a TV above your fireplace, for example, a virtual TV. Uh, you can watch TV with the headset on, and then when you take it off, and you can move it around, because it's completely portable, by the way, you don't need a desktop, you're not tethered to a desktop. Mm. Uh, and if you bring it back to that room later on, a week later, when you put the, the, the headset back on, the TV will still be in the same place you left yeah. it, which is very yeah. smart. Um, and this is the thing, like it uses digital light fill technology, which uh, generates digital light at different depths and blends them seamlessly with natural light to produce lifelike digital objects that coexist in the real world. So this is talking about like, not like a, a cute animated overlay. This is trying to make things look as real as possible uh, when you put this thing on. Um, and they're saying that this advanced technology allows our brain to naturally process digital objects the same way we do real world objects, making it comfortable for use in long periods of time yeah. as well. So this is pretty exciting stuff. And like I say, there is no desktop required. All the computing is done in a puck, which is you've got the headset and then a big cable comes out the back of the headset and goes to like a a disc shaped puck, which essentially is the computer that runs it. Yeah, it looks like that. It kind of clips to your belt in the same way that an old school Walkman would. And that's got your CPU in there and your GPU and all the processing power uh, is in that. But also the headset's got its own computer built into it as well, uh, which has got some self-learning in it, which is, again, this is kind of like next level stuff we're talking about here. Uh, So basically the battery is in the head, like the the glasses or the headset itself. And then like the, the computer is in like the Walkman. And of course, there's some computer technology in the headset too. 
Yeah. Um, but there would be more space for more battery life then, because I mean, the HoloLens has like only every like everything is in the headset, and that's mm -hmm. it. There's no like cable with like a whole thing next to that, you know. Yeah, so it looks as though the battery is actually contained within the puck because they wanted to move oh, as much yeah. weight off the headset as they possibly could oh, to make yeah. it really comfortable. So, so you can replace the battery then and then just put a new one in there maybe. I don't know. It looks like for me, from the design, it looks like it's probably going to be rechargeable. That kind of is the way I look at it, but yeah, I could be wrong. Like they haven't finalized any details. They've just kind of mm. shown off what they've, uh, these kind of renders that they've made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the actual computer itself, the puck, they call it the light pack. And um, and that kind of, like you say, sits on your belt. They also come with a, a controller, which is a six degrees of freedom motion controller. Uh, and that has a, a touchpad and force mm -hmm. control and haptic feedback. So um, they're talking oh. about, you know, using eye tracking, um, gestures, uh, voice commands as well. They're saying they're going to be implemented in this headset. So uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting uh, device indeed. And they say that their first edition will be known as the Creator Edition and will be shipping in yeah. 2008. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys think about this one? Because like you know, Nathan, you've had some hands-on experience with the Hololens, um, and it'd be just be interesting to see what you think how this can move that kind of technology any further forward than what we've got right now. I mean, like that—that's the thing I I saw on, on when they announced it. Everyone was very excited, and and and, and we shoot, um, but it's like they only showed off like the headset. So we mm -hmm. have only seen like the design in a way and how it kind of works. So I want to see how it like really works when someone has it in their hands and then can check it out. But I'm very excited for it. Um, I, I do think it's going to be expensive. Um, yes. uh, less expensive than with the HoloLens, I guess, but still expensive. I think we're talking about like maybe two, three K uh, for yep. like, like an AR headset. Could be cheaper too, I don't know. Uh, like time moves fast, especially with technology. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right on the money there with um, the pricing. Uh, you know, my guess coming out of it, I'll put my cards on the table, and that'll be. I reckon it'll be three thousand coming yeah. out the bat yeah. because you, you got to remember know that the Hololens was like around six uh, k when it yeah. came out. Yeah, and because you're completely t untethered from any PC, I think that's the big uh, push, and and the fact that they've. Yeah they've had to make all this technology, you know, like none of this was kind of, this is like from the ground up built. Yeah. Um, so no, nothing was kind of uh, off the shelf. They had to make everything to make this thing work. So yeah. all the R&D, all the time and development they've put into this, I know they've had a lot of funding, but they're still going to have to recoup that. And this yeah. is the first product of its kind in a way that's going to do yeah. what they're doing. So yeah, uh, no, I think I'm, it's going to come. I'm very curious what the software is going to be that runs on it. Because with mm -hmm. the HoloLens, it's like you're using Windows 10, so it's very familiar and it works really nicely together with your PC. You basically uh, link your PC to your HoloLens and then you can just do everything you do on your PC uh, in your living room or in in your toilet, whatever. I mean, I got Netflix in my toilet, so... Next level, nice. man. That's um, what we're talking about. But, I, I, like, design-wise, uh, I, I think it's, it looks really cool. Um, yep. You're, like, kind of Willy Wonka, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's not that bad, you know. People are all like, ah, ah, ha, ha, it looks funny and weird, and and and. But it's it's a lot smaller. Like look at mm. like this one compared to the Hololens. 
I can grab it if you want. It's it's like a yeah, huge yeah. thing. But yeah, definitely go and grab yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I'll talk a bit more about like um, so they've actually partnered up with uh, Lucasfilm and Industrial Light and Magic. So they've announced that they're going to bring Star Wars to this platform. Um, so I don't know if Zim will show you guys the the video of that, but essentially you've got R two D two C three PO projected into your living room uh, with your desk in front of you, and they're projecting a map of like a sort of a, an empire sort of a stronghold with stormtroopers walking around. So it looks really interesting and like I've never been one that's really been sold on the idea of AR before like nothing's really that excited me about it that's why VR is kind of more interesting to me because I like the fact that you can put it on and be completely immersed in a world um so just kind of being in my living room and projecting something over it isn't that interesting but this technology is very exciting the fact that this is kind of gonna scan your room and then you can kind of put these virtual objects around your room so you could like just have a room of tvs for example and just have everything running different channels uh is very exciting uh but what do you think yeah so i'll tell you what this this there were two announcements this week both in the ar space that i thought were really quite keen so this one which i think looks awesome in fact, it looks so like I'm Riddick now, you know, <laughs> I can put yeah. these goggles on and I'm a boss. Um, but the thing that I found design-wise that I didn't like was the kind of the, the double cables coming down the back. That that I thought was a little bit hokey because I can think of, as a guy who likes his audio and I'm used to, you know, in-ear monitors and cabling stuff down the back of your shirt and all that kind of stuff, two thick cables running down your back seems a bit odd to me. I'm sure it's needed, but... I don't know, it looked a bit hokey with the with the puck and like where you'd position it, how the cables would pull. Because that's the thing, when you move your head like this, how natural is it? Do you have a device that's actually going to hold the pressure off of your head so that you move your head freely and there's no push or pull in, in what you feel, experience on the headset? It'll be interesting. Yeah. But the I, second I, piece of in- information, which I thought you'd be find very interesting, Mike, is that, um, I don't know if you caught this, they ARified Pokemon Go, actually. So right. Pokemon Go now is proper AR. And then there's Nathie and his lovely headset. Yeah. It's next level. This, this doesn't work. No, like, so... There's audio so, built in there, so, you know. So, so for the audio listeners, Nathie's wearing his Microsoft HoloLens. That's um, right. But yeah, it, but that is a computer built into the headset, isn't it, Nathie? Yeah, so everything is in the headset. Yeah, so essentially it's kind of like a Windows PC with the the headset built into it and then yeah. but it does it has some experiences right that you can try right now on the hololens uh yeah. some sort of very small little games is that right mm-hmm. yeah that's um, true. where like objects pop out of your wall because it scans your environment in a similar way so it knows yeah. the shape of your room and then it can pop stuff out of your wall uh to look like a creature or an alien's coming out of the wall which is kind of neat um so yeah, this kind of technology is going to be very interesting moving forward. I think it's very useful, you know. Um, AR, like in the next few years, is going to be bigger and bigger. Yeah, the headsets are kind of like silly. You can still call them headset headsets, not really glasses, because they're mm. like pretty big. Like, would you call this these glasses? No. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh... <laughs> but I think the way that the um, Magic Leap are announcing with this uh, headset is that it's going to sort of replace your PC setup. So, you know, you won't need a PC with a couple of different monitors or or that kind of thing. You just have this headset and then you can have as many 
virtual monitors as you would as you as you want you know the yeah. the, the possibilities are endless in that sense yeah. so in 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 that way it's very ex- exciting sort of shift in technology where we could be uh just wearing these things for work uh wearing these things on the bus maybe you never know you know it's it's just yeah. an exciting glimpse into the future i think it, it, it's great technology isn't it it's such a it's such a thing that's going to take us to the next step but the thing that i saw right this week this made me giggle is uh, it's like Siri, bugger off! I'm working. You know, like someone, someone coming up to you, like you know, you're like look behind you, Siri's there. You know, waiting for you, waiting for yeah. instruction. Did you call me, Zim? You know, so that's yeah. kind of a funny thing. But of course, we're going to have to wait till uh, next year to to hear more information about this. Yeah. They're going to be shipping yeah. a creators edition out, uh, obviously to developers and people that can use this thing in a creative way to bring applications and experiences to the platform for when it so, is consumer ready. So they will decide who they sent one, or will you be able to buy one? Uh, well, so you can actually register your interest as a creator right now. If you go to the Magic Leap One website, um, you can actually register as a creator. So as a game developer, for example, you can register and then maybe you'll get sent one. Whether you have to mm-hmm. buy it or not, they haven't specified that. So they could be sending them out for free for devs. Uh, we just don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, it's funny, uh, Paradise DK said Nate is missing his uh, X-Wing. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, someone also said, I see a lot of productivity value with AR, but not many gaming potential. And I I think he's right about that. Um, of course, we will have some like funny Candy Crush 3D kind of games happening on maybe your table, but not like hardcore. Um, not yet, at least, yeah. you know, because VR and AR are going to come together in the end. I mean, that's not a secret. So with this one as well, you can have like a complete screen in front of you. It's not like surrounding you yet, but yeah. So VR and AR are going to come together. Um, But yeah, I don't know, AR wise playing video games, it's really funny, but it's also like, it doesn't really match with reality. Because yep. I'm wearing it and it's like, oh, I need to collect mushrooms. And I'm walking outside and I'm like, oh, more mushrooms. And people are going to look at me like, what the heck is happening? I mean, if everyone has like those glasses and it's all like connected in a way, it makes sense. But right now I'm just going to walk around with this thing and I play yep. a video game. You know, but, it's but, but that's me. the thing. Like, I, I don't find it interesting to look at my living room and see Mario jumping around my living room. Yeah. I want to yeah. be Mario in a virtual world, immersed by the Mario yeah, world around well, me, yeah, and be him. You know, that, that's the thing. That's the difference for me right now with AR and VR, is that uh, it seems like VR is the only one that's really immersing me yeah. in a way and pulling yeah. me into those those exciting worlds. I also don't think you want to turn your uh, real world outside into a video game. Uh, it, it's cool. I like it. But it Dangerous. doesn't... That is actually a good point. That's you true. just met, you just said something that was very interesting. Because imagine if you played a horror game, and it was yeah. overlaid on your real world, and then you're going to have some like post-traumatic stress syndrome where you go into the bathroom again and remember that's when you got virtually murdered with your uh, AR goggles on. Maybe you know? <laughs> it's already happened though, right? Kids have kids have been in the street like with their phone up, you know, like this, and 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 they're like running away from like a virtual zombie that's coming at them, run into the path of a car and gotten killed. And I think this yeah. is a nice segue to the next section. But anyway, I, you got to be careful. You know that this technology yes. can, can you know, run you into problems you didn't have before. Yeah, yeah. So I, I will talk about uh, the the tragic news very, very shortly. I just want to mention yeah. one more thing actually, because um, 
Uh, Oculus also uh, had a, a patent uh, filed back in 2016. It's recently dropped in the news, uh, which showed a concept of a, a future maybe design for a headset. So it wasn't just Magic Leap that had some information this week. Oculus had something uh, as well. Uh, and essentially it was a convertible uh, type of uh, headset that could be powered by either a PC or a phone. And this is something that I was interested in and I mentioned at a recent event um, and said, you know, this is kind of like the Nintendo Switch of VR. So the idea is that you could go home, uh, plug your headset into your uh, PC and play full sort of high-end PC experiences. But then when you're ready to go out and about on the road, you could just disconnect it from your PC and then you have a mobile experience on the go. So there was actually a patent registered for this by Oculus, which is very interesting indeed. But obviously we're talking, you know, maybe they're future proofing. So maybe years later down the line, they can do something like this. But certainly like I actually, I'm in love with my Nintendo Switch. It is one of my favorite consoles of recent years. I love the fact that I can take it on the go and I love that I can get the high end experience when I'm at home. But I also feel like I want that now for VR as well. So it's exciting to see that this patent has been registered by Oculus. uh, But I think we're maybe a few years away from it would you guys be interested in something like that do you think or are you just kind of one or the other i i am keen to try any technology that comes out actually i think i think there's going to be a real interesting uh, i think there's gonna be a really interesting change here between yeah. vr and ar but like like you mike i think the real thing for a gamer has to be the the disappearing in a world like i was standing looking over diamond city last night and fallout and just thinking when this yeah. looks good enough that it's convincing and yeah. when this apartment behind me is mine and this is filled with other players feck it this is it this is the, this is oasis to, to to tag your name yeah like but i mean you could it's kind of scary to think about it because to an extent people will right now they're supplementing their existing life maybe or have a little bit of escapism to drop out. But it's something that I thought about maybe three, four years ago that, you know, some articles and people were talking about this, like VR could be a negative influence to certain people or you could get you could get lost in it. Yeah. And I, I honestly think there will be people who get lost in it. Well, I think there already is. Like, if you look at VR Chat right now, um, you know, we've mentioned it so many times on this show, but if you haven't checked out VR Chat, just go and check it out. Uh, but people are losing themselves in there and, and, and going in there choosing an avatar or even spending time creating their own avatar to then sort of navigate around these virtual worlds and interact with other people. And I think that's so amazing. Like when I look at uh, VR chat right now, I think it's kind of like a real glimpse as, uh, as to what the future could be like for us and the way we communicate no. and, and have fun with each yeah. other. No, I said the same, like it's, it's, it's pretty much the, the, like the, the basic or the very like first version of the, the, the VR oasis, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, no, it is. No, you're right. Yeah, it is. And and just recently, uh, they've hit the highest amount of concurrent users. Um, I think it's now up to three thousand uh, concurrent users, which is incredible. So if you've got some free time over Christmas, just jump into VR Chat. You'll, you'll have a blast, or at least yeah. you'll find something interesting. I can almost guarantee it. Um, so yeah. But we'll move on anyway, and uh, that is obviously to some sad news now. Unfortunately, there has been some news that uh, a man has died in virtual reality. So this is a, a true story. It's a sad story, uh, especially over the festive season where most of us will be spending time with our loved ones, friends and family. And obviously our thoughts go out to the family of this man who tragically died during this uh, accident. Uh, essentially, it was uh, a guy uh, in Russia 
Uh, and this was reported by a news agency, uh, TASS. Uh, they reported that a 44-year-old man from Moscow sadly died whilst wearing a virtual reality headset. So according to the preliminary information, whilst moving around the depart- uh, his apartment uh, in virtual reality uh, headset, the man tripped over and, cra- and crashed into a glass table. He suffered wounds and died on the spot from blood loss. So it's just, it's, it's just tragic. Yeah. Uh, but this seems yeah. to be like the first report of its kind that the yeah. first person has yeah. died in I mean, we, we VR. Knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it, yeah it, of course. It, like now, I hear it for the first time where it actually happened. It's very sad, though. It's also kind of a silly way to die, basically. Mm. Um, mm. And and like we don't really know what happened exactly. Like this could be someone that is totally new to VR that didn't read like the the actual like manual you get in the box and they tell you what you should look out for i mean if you ever seen the steam vr tutorial you know that the little portal guy is 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 uh, uh pushing his couch away and everything out of, like mm. it almost sounded like there was just a glass table in the middle of yeah. this play space or something but yeah even like you could trip i mean i could trip right now over my christmas tree that is very close to my uh play space and it, i fall onto the christmas tree i mean there are so many dumb ways to die that, um, but it's sad. It is. Um, I, I didn't expect it to happen this way. I mean, I had my thoughts about it in a way as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but also what I, what I have seen is some of the media outlets have been totally scaremongering with this kind of news, you know, saying, oh, you know, it's dangerous and everything else. Like, I'm sure someone chokes on a lettuce yeah. leaf every day and dies, but, you know, we're not going to stop eating lettuce anytime soon. Uh, so that kind of annoys me in a way, yeah. like it was kind of bound to happen, like every technology and every new thing that comes out, uh, there is always going to be a dark side to things. Um, and they weren't clear with what headset he was using, but obviously we just kind of wanted to, to bring the story out but to also help you know share uh, experiences that we've had where we've hurt ourselves in vr or done something stupid uh, yeah. but also sort of give you some 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 good sort of tips and tricks on how to make sure you're yeah. safe uh, and your loved ones yeah. are safe uh, using virtual reality because i'm sure there's going to be a ton of u- new users this christmas i'm sure vr is really going to be up there on the christmas uh, yeah. wish list um That's so it's just a really case of interesting point that you just made mike about the headset because if someone just died in google cardboard i'm going to be really uh would <laughs> be a really interesting spin on this case um you know because if if you didn't have positional tracking if you didn't have a boundary system and that's what caused you to have the accident. Mm-hmm. And I think this is almost a write-off if we think about the current modern systems, because all three major headsets at the moment have a boundary system yep. to yeah. help protect the yeah. user. And to be honest, most mm. content creators either find them annoying or reduce them so that you're not like staring at this boundary the whole that's time. True. But if the default level of the boundaries is actually quite in your face, like yeah, I would yeah. find it, th- I mean, unless you're running at your wall yeah, full but, tilt, but you I, know, I, I think it would be difficult to actually run into that. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, we don't know what happened exactly. I, I just simply think he just tripped over his cable or maybe something that was on the ground that he didn't clean up before he spent, uh, like, time into VR. And then he fell out of his play space into yeah. a glass table. That's what I think. And, I mean, I, I, I've done it before as well where I had, like, trash in my room and I was just doing a quick test in VR. And, and, and they're like, yeah, you know, I will just keep that there because I don't want to, like, move it out of my way all the time. But uh, I, I, I kind of hope we get more details on this. I, I, I'm not sure if you can really like get more details on it in a way. But mm. uh, I don't think this was a, a uh, fail from the VR side. I think it was a fail from the guy himself. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't have the details. But that's what yeah. websites like. They like to 
point like, hey, look, VR, this and that. Yeah. Um, Plus, as yeah. well, so like, what's your it, worst accident, guys? I'm really curious now. So, like, Nathan, you said you tripped over a waistband, did you? I mean, I, I can I can see people uh, um, trip over the cable. I mean, I've been there. I, I haven't never tripped in a way where I really like knock my head on something or whatever. But I mean, there there's a possibility it happens, and it depends on how experienced you are with VR too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost it almost like how Mike brings it or how the the, the websites talk about it. It's almost like VR is not safe or. You know, um, it's like like uh, like I'm not reading a manual and then just do the thing without even yeah. get prepared for it. It's just it's kind of dumb. It for me it sounds kind of like a dumb thing that happened, or just an, a thing that that's like okay there was like a cable on the floor or whatever. Maybe your dog uh, walked by or you know. Uh, I think I think it's one of those things that uh, it was just unlucky. You know, you you see it and hear it in yeah. the news so many times where, you know, maybe someone gets into a fight, they get punched once, they fall weird, they die. You know, it's just very, very tragic. And I think this is kind of one of those things that happened. It's just very, very unfortunate. Uh, the way he fell on the glass table, the way it shattered, the way it broke, it obviously severed some sort of yeah, main that's artery. Why, that's why I want to hear uh, more and, about it. And he bled out. So I'm sure we will hear more about it because I think so many people are interested in how this happened. Um, but it's just one of those things. Unfortunately, life can be cruel sometimes and unfortunate events can be happened. But what I would say is, <laughs> you know, if you're new to VR or even if you're a VR veteran, you know, just be aware of your surroundings. Like, look at me, like I'm, I'm in a loft right now and I don't know if you can see it, but there is a staircase behind me. All right, there is a banister that comes up just above my waist. But, you know, it's something that I'm always conscious of because, uh, you know, my play space is on the edge of that. So yeah. if I just get a bit too <laughs> crazy, I throw myself over that balcony. Well, I'm going to know about it. So yeah. it's just a case no, of Mike, make... we all know about it. You'll all know about it, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, uh, like some you... people are playing on save in, in a way where they got yeah. a very small play space. Uh, like yeah. my, my play space is next to a Christmas tree right now and also a glass display. So, I mean, there, yeah. there could be a moment where I totally forget I'm like out of my boundaries or that's why someone also said in the chat, like I moved my chaperone bounds from deaf to uh, like beginner after this news. Um, and and yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been there too, where I turned the mm. borders off. That was for recording. Mm. Um, you never but... really hurt yourself, then, Nathy, because I have, I have. I'm in, I'm in a min spec, less than min spec room, and I have in selfie tennis smashed a bare bulb above my room. And the yeah. the actual the actual issue with um with these newer bulbs is that. There's a cancer-causing agent inside it, and so you're supposed to air your room out for a couple of days, vacuum up, you know, not even necessarily vacuum up, otherwise you can get mercury poisoning, which can result in a whole bunch of different nasty things. That was part one, and part two was Gorn, which is known for destroying monitors and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've punched my mic how many times and that thing yeah. that shock mount is but not it, that's it your like you, you got you hit your controller against something you didn't hurt yourself oh you know, i did that's what I'm... i fucking oh, punched did. i punched oh, a okay. staircase and nearly broke my fist uh, yeah so i've got a kind of a funny tiered staircase in in my place and i went down onto it like that like full force trying to hit some guy mm-hmm. in gorn and mm-hmm. for the next three months i felt like i had a, a fracture in my hand but okay peeled up yeah so but yeah, I mean, in the end, like, let's say you broke your arm, then it was your own fault because you didn't like made your like play space smaller. Like right now, my my play space is like everything is marked around the walls. So everything like the the uh, the virtual space stops at my wall. So if I hit the wall, that's it. That's where it stops. Yeah. You know, and like what what is recommended is you put it like inside your room with like space between yeah. every Very wall. Uh, like le- the way you can test it is by 
uh, um, reaching out your arm and then see what happens if you like would swing it and then just move a little bit back and then put the barter there because yeah. like you can you can be a garn and you're like like that you know or like even uh. so there's like a really like small space you need to create for yourself and then stay out of there you know and and, yeah. and then just like do it play it there so here is here is a, a pro tip from 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 me so uh, on the floor i've got some matting and you could do this with a rug or any sort yeah. of material but what i do is play without shoes on and then have something under your feet so you know when you reach the borders of your boundary. So whether it be a rug uh, or a carpet or a foam sort of pads that I use, so you, you know when you, your feet reach the end of that boundary, you're going to hit something. And that's a good way of doing it because then you don't have to worry about a chaperone system as such. You can actually feel it when you're going to get off your boundary or not. And that's the way I do it. So, you know, how do you I feel when you hit your your boundary edge? Because I first was, was using boundary foam when we were there at OC4. And to me, it felt like falling off a cliff. <laughs> uh, so I never actually reached the boundary because the thing is, like, for, for the last year, right, I've been in the basement and it's been such a small play space. And now I'm in the, the, the loft. I'm still in my mindset. Like, I'm very, I don't move around that much. Obviously, I've got to be conscious of my recording as well. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of, like, attuned to where my position is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't tend to hit the, the edges of my boundaries. And, and to be mean, fair, since I've been up here, I've not actually punched the wall once. Okay. Uh, which is something I used to do downstairs I mean, you time. are kind of living on the edge. When I look behind you, you got, like, a stair case or something yeah yeah of course yeah like, let's say if you run real fast yeah of just... course yeah but i'm aware of that all the time you know and like <laughs> i'm not, I'm not trying to tell you to do that but yeah yeah you know no, but, yeah, but that's course. the thing like i think that everyone pretty much has a risk of doing something stupid yeah. but yeah i mean like if you are long that's that's what i said like if you are experienced as a vr player and 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 then that kind of stuff doesn't really happen that much but let's say if you are new if I put someone in here in VR and I'm not there and they just do, they will just walk out of there, the, like the barters, like I've seen it happen, you know, where people are like, okay, bye, there I go, you know, so people yeah. can just walk into everything. And that's yeah. what I also saw in the chat. In the end, the table killed a guy, not VR. Maybe it, like there was a fail in the system with like yeah. boundaries, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Like we need more info on that. So. Yeah, you're right. And like, that's the thing, like, I'll just to, to wrap this one up, you know, we've seen so many videos online of like VR fails where people have fallen over yeah, and well, tripped over yeah. and stuff. But it's just the fact that a glass table was right there when he fell, he yeah. fell into a glass table. You know, like if you have a glass table around, then move it. That but like, line. please take the like the, the uh, tutorials they do serious, you know, if yeah. you so, yeah. Yeah. The one thing to mention here, just just before we, we move, Mike, is kids have a different reaction to VR than adults. So yeah. if you put a VR headset on a kid, and I heard this from a friend of mine, uh, you know, kid was in rec room or something and thought that there was a shelf he could lean on and just face planted with the, with the, with the device on his head, you know? Yeah. Like, if you are going to be, you know, testing the waters with kids because it's Christmas or whatever, irrespective yeah. of the age of the child, like, just, just be conscientious and do, again, second step here, make sure your area is clear. But yeah. I, think, I think it comes down to what Nathie said originally. A lot of this is going to be user, you know, user centric. You know, you have to yeah. decide as yeah. a VR user whether or not you're going to teeter on the border of that. You know, yeah. again, like I do, min spec room. You know, or yeah. or if and, you're going to clear enough space. If you don't have room in your place for it, just like back with the uh, with the uh, the Connect. If anyone else used Connect, yeah. Connect, you did quite a bit of space, and yeah. you could kind of fudge it a little bit. You could actually get a little 
uh, slider over it that lens, you know, made it work in a smaller space. But um, you're taking, mm. you have to decide, you know, take yeah. the risk yeah. or don't. I think the most important thing, because like in America, that's, that's a big uh, thing, you know, where people like to sue uh, a company for something that happened to them. Um, I, I would say like, and I saw this in the gallery too, they got like a disclaimer. So after you accepted it, like it, it says something about, hey, if you, you, you kick your grandma in the face or whatever, then it's your responsibility, uh, blah, blah, blah. So if people just, because right now I don't think you get like a, a real like serious disclaimer you need to like watch or like play and then accept it. You know, it's more like, hey, okay, done. Um, but if every game has that, or at least uh, Oculus or uh, Vive themselves in the, then um, from their side, nothing can really like happen. It is actually you know? in their terms and conditions. It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. But you, are you also when accepting you them? Up. Yeah. And well, I, think I think you I think you're the same as me. You have to suppress that setting. Like you yeah. have to go in and actually say like, don't show yeah. me the self message every time yeah. I launch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is um, some tragic news, obviously, from yeah. the VR industry this week. But uh, obviously from that, moving on to, uh, this is going to be Ark Park. Unfortunately, this has been delayed. It was uh, one of those titles that we we're pretty excited about. It actually mm -hmm. features on my most anticipated games of this year, uh, but it's not going to make this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it's made by a developer called Snail Games, and they've de delayed the uh, the launch until spring 2018. So okay. the game's going to be released for PSVR, Oculus Rift, and yeah. HTC Vive. Uh, and they recently tweeted on their Twitter page, um, Arc Park is still in development uh, and will be postponed to spring 2018. Mm -hmm. We are truly mm -hmm. sorry for any disappointment this delay might cause. Arc Park is coming. Uh, we just need a bit more time. And it, uh, at the meantime, we'll keep you updated with any uh, progress. So yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. But essentially, for those of you that aren't aware or know of Arc Park, it is essentially Jurassic Park in VR, where you can go to like a, a big... Uh, environment where there's lots of different dinosaurs uh, from the Ark universe uh, and the game is going to kind of focus on exploration. You can go on excursions and collect uh, fragments of dinosaur yeah. DNA which then you can be uh, you know you can use that to unlock crafting blueprints and further maps and environments. Uh, so it's yeah. kind of like an exploration game and uh, well, a cool that's one. That's not completely true by the way so Ark Park is uh, like the second game in like the Ark franchise so you have Ark Survival Evolved this was like a survival game where you had to like build your own house, uh, um, also get dinosaurs. Like you were pretty much collecting dinosaurs, you know, and riding them. Stuff this like is a that. 2D game, right? This is the standard yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, 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 that's the 2D game. It also had a VR mode, very basic. Right. Yeah, very basic. I want to say like very nice, but no, it's not that nice. Um, and, and the game wasn't even running that well, as far as I know. It's like a very intense game for your PC. So now they like, yeah, decided to bring a new game uh, to the public, a VR one, uh, that is like only VR. Um, this is not the same as the 2D game, by the way. And it's also not made by the same developer who actually came up with the whole ARC idea. Oh my god. Um, so, I'm so uh, contented though, Nathie. I mean, did, did you try... Did you try? I don't remember if you did. I have. I've spent probably eight hours in, in ARC. What, in, in the, the VR mode? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. It was like, I, I think that the, the VR mode they made for uh, back then was okay, but the performance of the game made it just really horrible to play. Um, and yeah, maybe the whole like thing where your arms were like floating in front of you kind of... But I mean, you need to know that back then you didn't have that many games to play and a triple A or triple A, a big game like Ark, 
I know a lot of people that spend hours upon hours in the game playing it in VR, you know? So I, but I, I get your point. It was very basic, but for, for the times back then, it was, was, was pretty decent. So you played it? Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was trash. I, I, I didn't like I it mean, because the, the, the performance was, was so bad. Right? Like the, like seeing a Bronchiosaurus in person was astounding. Being chased down by a saber tooth. Again, an amazing experience and terrifying. This looks decent, like the visuals of that. Even the logo isn't quite rasterized right in their video, but I, I'm, I'm a little nervous and apprehensive about it because the other devs have cut and run two or three projects now and yeah. left. So you're talking about Ark, Ark Park now. But I'm you're not, not, you're not no, talking no, no. about snail games no, that are making yeah. this experience. I'm not talking about scale, snail games, which is why I said that yeah. I'm very glad at that news. I yeah. hope they take the franchise and do it justice. I what I what we see in the video I I I'm a little bit apprehensive about is the kind of these bubbles you're seeing, the way you travel, like what are the locomotion capabilities going to be? How immersed can you actually get? How much of that stuff can you get yeah. rid of to just mm. disappear? Cuz if you can do that yeah. at the visuals and fidelity that we we saw in the 2D edition, that's going to be a very impressive game. It'll be Jurassic Park in VR or better, you know, riding on the back of your, mm. I can't remember what's bigger than a T-Rex, but there's a few, yeah. uh, there's a few dinosaurs yeah, out but there. That are like, really like coming back to that, that's the thing I wanted to say is that the trailer, this is like the trailer we show right now was the first trailer they uh, announced. The second one is actually uh, one that shows more of the shooting part where it's really about, hey, uh, wave based uh, stuff. So I don't hope this is going to be a point-to-point -point adventure where we first have some tiny exploration going on and then suddenly we, we only shoot some dinosaurs and, and that's it, you know? Yeah. Because the second trailer is all about like mayhem, uh, shooting dinosaurs, and, and that's a shame. I mean, I don't want to shoot the dinosaurs. I want to I wanna, uh, uh, learn them stuff. I want to uh, do tricks with them, things like that, you know? So having... Like the whole wave-based thing going on yeah. doesn't really do it for me. I'm like, why? Why does, did this even have to? Because it needs to be action-packed. Does yeah. it need to sell? Does it sell better? And it does, of course. But you know, yeah. it was kind of like a deal breaker for me in the second trailer. Yeah, so you're that's right. Part of it too. It's got like a, a solo play or an online multiplayer game. The, the the online multiplayer game is called Battle Mode. Um, but obviously with the single player game, you know, it's got some puzzles that you need to solve. Uh, and you can collect and incubate eggs uh, to uh, basically uh, hatch your own little dinosaur. Which then you can eventually, like you say, you could, you could raise it up and, and eventually ride it. And, uh, you know, obviously a childhood dream of mine has always been to ride on the back of a velociraptor. So maybe that'll be kind of interesting. But, you know, the multiplayer, like you say, is kind of just... Like a shooter uh, you have to defend your base from rampaging dinosaurs with weapons that you forge yourself during your exploration in, in the park yeah. so uh, I yeah, just I mean, don't hope it's going to be very scripted where you know you have an egg and then just an animation happens how it hatches and you didn't really have to do much for it you know yeah. where it's kind of like going back to Tamagotchi or something where yeah. it's very basic what you do you know as yeah. Zim said like if you get that like L.A. Noir thing where you go from one scene to another and it doesn't feel like you actually have to travel through the forest. Like mm. we want to have that Jurassic Park feeling where I'm sitting in a car, those doors open, I go into the like the, the center and you know you can interact with some people and after mm. that you just drive to the next location. You want to yeah. drive the parts too, I think that's very important. You want to travel to those locations. Mm. I mean, of course we're not going to like travel uh, long lengths in the game. I think like most of it is gonna happen through like 
But I feel like it's kind of scripted, this game. I don't know. Mm, I, yeah. I don't feel like it's very, like, open where, you know, you can maybe, like, get some info at some parts and you can really decide to go a different direction. It's kind of like Robinson the Journey, you know, where you got, like, a hidden area you can check out. But in the end, it's, like, pretty point to point. Mm. Yeah, like the island 359 you know, did it fairly well in that you could just walk mm. freely around, right? And then just, mm, just discover yeah. dinosaurs. But again, you know, with that game, you know, you were just shooting and killing the dinosaurs and I kind of felt That's, quite bad for them yeah. because you're like, why am I just going around murdering dinosaurs <laughs> for Especially no reason? Uh, yeah. yeah, and the tiny ones, they were so cute and they made like the cutest little noise. It was <laughs> like, yeah, now I'm just going to knife you in the face. So it was kind yeah, of weird no. and I didn't really enjoy the island, um, but I'm hoping that maybe this has potential, yeah. but we shall see uh, yeah. when yeah. it comes up uh, in spring. 2018 i mean i I mean a good dinosaur game is welcome i agree and uh with a story uh like attached to it is nice i just hope there's like some more to it where it's not like you know like with scripted scenes it's just like it doesn't feel like you have to do anything yourself you know like like if i need to hold a button at the at the egg and it just hatches with a buffer uh like icon i'm like (laughs) okay Yeah, yeah whatever whatever so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I want to see some gameplay. I mean, the trailers we have seen look very nice. I want to see gameplay. I want to, I it's have, actually, like, a, it's actually a good question here, Nathan. What would make the dinosaur game for you? So you're saying interactivity, that kind of... I need to work for what I do. Like, progression-wise, it needs. I need to work for it, you know? And I want to feel, like, satisfied for what I did. If I only have to hold my controller at that spot and I... You know, like same with with Robinson. You need you needed to scan like the animal. Then you had to go back to your base to do that. Then you had to collect the fruit because uh, one dino was hungry. And then you could like you were spending around like 20, 30 minutes on one quest to do something. You know, you're not going to uh, grow a dinosaur in an hour. Mm. If if they let's say they say to you like, okay, this is an egg. You need to take care of it every day. You need to go back into your game, uh, um, uh, warm it up, whatever. Go sit on it for like a day. And, 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 and do things like that, you know what I mean? So you need to come back, and if you, of course they are going to like speed it up, they're gonna speed up yeah. the progress. I just hope it's gonna be a bit more like, you know, you can do things with your hands, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I just see so many games that just don't make use of your hands that much anymore, mm-hmm. where you can point at stuff, or you need to poke something, or you need to really press important. a button. Uh, it's a yeah, really important fact, yeah, isn't and it? I mean, the controls, especially like, break especially for the Rift. I mean, um, I like that's what I noticed when the Rift just came out. You had the touch controllers, and we're like, wow, you can feel things, and you can you can press things. Nowadays, I don't see many games that actually have those hand things where you can do this or you can press things. Like First Contact was the first one that did it, mm. but like in Ark, for example, I just want to like really have that physics-based stuff going on in the game. Mm. Well, there's two and- dino games that I'd want um, in the end of the day. Like, I want a dino game, like kind of what we've talked about, kind of like what you wanted Robinson the Journey to be, what this you want to be is like an open world dino exploration game where you can, yeah. you know, come face to face with this yeah. stuff and really lose yourself in it. And again, Ark had this kind of whole build a fort, you know, play with people, work on a community type thing. It was actually quite difficult. So if they can imbue that into this game, yeah. absolutely I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second game that I want, and I think the IP is out there, I don't know if they're VRifying it yet, is essentially Jurassic Park run, and I mean in first person, run a Jurassic Park type place, and then have it, you know shit break loose. Yeah. 
Like, I, I really want to <laughs> see that. Like, it goes from being, like, happy town to, like, horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want yeah. to have raptors coming after me and a bunch of ferns. It's I just need yeah. to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. So, we're, like, going... You, you, going want them, you want them to hunt you, like, from like a, in a pair, like they yeah. do. Clever girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be fun. So, going to the chat, I see someone that says uh, it should have dinosaur riding. I'm sure that's possible. I think that is um, possible, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good physics would be nice, too. Uh, I think that's very important. I haven't seen many games that really like uh, dive deeper into the physics. Let's say if you touch a dinosaur in the skin and it kind of like uh, pushes back in a way as well, like you saw with the blue with the jellyfish that you can kind of push. It's very magical. So having some more physics uh, would be mm. nice. I also see one here that says uh, the trailer looks good there. Dinosaur models look top notch. And someone also said. Uh, it, it's it's really maybe about the visuals in this one and maybe the thrill that a dinosaur comes closer to you um, yeah. and yeah if it's a scripted ride and it really uh, catches that like uh, cool like scene stuff then it's mm. nice I think it's going to be a true adventure like let's yeah. say you drive a car and there's like a dino running next to you and there's one coming out of the like bushes that's cool I think that's yeah. a good start but in the end what Sims at we want to have an open world where dinosaurs react by themselves and they mm. are not on rails with their like little tiny T-Rex uh, paws. Because or I would smile, uh, smiling at a little girl in the boss. trailer. Oh, hello, Mr. T-Rex. Because I would yeah, say yeah, right yeah. now, the, the best dinosaur experience is uh, from the Dream Deck. You know, when you get the the the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex come down. Like it's uh, actually when you first see it, like for the first time, uh, it is actually really really impressive. You know, and we haven't had anything like that uh, again. So. Maybe uh, uh, it's it's been a while ago. I got eaten by a T-Rex. Like back in the DK one and DK two days, developers weren't afraid to get you scared. And and like getting eaten by a creature is 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 freaking terrifying. I hate it. I hate it. It's not funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that that's about it. I think that Ark, uh, like, it's still a question why they delayed it. I I don't hope it's because of reasons that they're like, oh no, like we really need to change up the whole thing, and they do it at last moment where the whole game changes not in its favor. But we'll see, you know, that's yeah. some info we don't have. Um, but uh, I think they played on safe and that's good. If they tried to create like a, a new ARC survival game with VR, mm. I, I don't think that this was like the right moment. So having yeah. this point to point thing going on. Okay, cool. Okay. We'll see. Okay, nice one. So uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, as it is Christmas after all, what do you guys think would be the best VR Christmas present? Not in terms of headset, but like, you know, whether it be a game or be accessory or, you know, if you already own a headset, what would it be? Well, maybe it, check it, that VR related you mean or just a Christmas present present in general v VR related obviously you know is there any and also throw that out to the chat as well to see if they've got any nice suggestions a wheel a wheel I think a wheel is probably oh like a, a racing wheel a proper racing wheel because it's relatively expensive like 160 mm -hmm. quid let's say in the UK for a for a decent one yeah and the the experiences that you can have in games like you know, Euro Truck or Dirt or Assetto Corsa. Like, if you're at all a fan of that stuff, or even if you're just willing to try it, that yeah. can be a super immersive thing that you can just lose hours in. So, for me, that would be it because it's kind of got enough. The only other thing that I could say is a butt kicker, any kind of tactile transducer. Like, you know, give someone a sub pack for Christmas and that'll, that'll bloody do it. You know, like these things are just so fucking cool and yeah. they really enhance the experience so yeah. i'm gonna change my answer i'm gonna say uh sub pack okay because wow. you can do music and you can do basically every game with it i have to say like i, I tried a steering wheel for a short amount of time 
Um, I'm not a massive racer anyway, but from some some of the races that I did try, I think I tried dirt. Um, really made me feel motion sick, actually. I don't know if you really? experienced that. Yeah. Never. No, 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 no. I think it was in the early days. You know, I was fairly new to it still, but uh, mm-hmm. I did. Are you saying? Are you saying the difference between like you've played it with gamepad? And then you played it with a force feedback wheel and you found the wheel made you sick? No, no, no. I didn't play it with a, a, a joypad. I just went straight for the wheel and just that was my first experience. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jo- I mean, especially if you play dirt, dirt will jostle you around a fair bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're it does. in whales and you're like bumping up and down on stuff. Mm. So yeah, maybe not perfect for a first time. Yeah. I think that for, for new people out there, uh, um, like, yeah, I mean, Christmas present, like, it, 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 let's say I'm a mom and my, my, my son has like a VR headset. I have no idea what to buy next to that. So that that's kind of like the thing here. If you buy yourself a Christmas yeah. present, it's a lot easier, of course. Yeah. Uh, in that case, I would say, um, I mean, if you're kind of new to VR or you, you, you got your headset for like six months now, mm. I would say, you know, invest into maybe if you got a Vive, a deluxe audio strap. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. like protection covers for your controllers and with the Rift, it's the same story, you know, buy like those uh, uh, VR covers that you can like click in yeah, yeah. or uh, buy yourself a Leap Motion or just mm. small things, you know, like yeah. little upgradable things um, and Is maybe a TP cast. I, I, that's kind of like expensive as a gift, but just those small little gadgets that might yeah. be interesting to try out and could make your experience a lot better or um, make your uh, view on VR a little wider. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. They, they are not that, that, that well pricey. Yeah, I would agree with the, um, you know, VR cover. Uh, they make some nice stuff. You know, it's relatively cheap, you know, but it also increases the amount of comfort for me specifically. And also, you know, it's yeah. easier to clean yeah. after a period of time. And especially if you're demoing it to friends and family, you can swap yeah. the pads over with the Velcro. So it's, it's, a, it's a nice upgrade, I would say, if you're looking for a present yeah. for someone that owns a Rift or a Revive. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And yeah, the NPC yeah. stuff is also not bad. You know, GPUs, CPUs, uh, it's all welcome. It, like yeah. it depends. Like if you give yourself a present, it's it's very easy. But your mom is not gonna buy you a GPU, man. Like that's no. not gonna happen. Yeah, I want um, an Nvidia Volta. Oh, you know, otherwise yeah. you're gonna ruin Christmas. Also, someone yeah. said a uh, third sensor. I think that's a good one. A that's USB a really good answer. Could be uh, also very useful. Um, so yeah, a Steam credit card also uh, very good. Yeah, that's um, new this year actually, Nathan. Right? So uh, you can actually buy Steam gift cards yeah. now. Which is not. Oh no, you, you can do that for, for a while, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice to have like your your wallet filled up with some some monies. Mm. Um, yeah, it's only last two months though. Someone else says Fallout Four with a Titan X. Uh, yeah, maybe then the <laughs> game is gonna run uh, nicely, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that are some some very good presents indeed. Um, okay. So also, I was going to throw out to the chat, like, uh, have you guys got any questions for us before we uh, wrap this yeah. week's show up? Like, uh, this week was a bit tight for news, obviously, being the Christmas period, everything seems to slow down a little bit. So we didn't have much for you this week, but uh, hopefully you've yeah. enjoyed the show anyway. But if you've got any questions, I'd be intrigued to know. Uh, maybe we can yeah. give you some nice answers. Yeah, it's it's funny. Dogbox says, uh, watching your stream using OVR Drop, it's like a, an in-game little screen you can use. And he's watching it while playing a game right now. So that's... That's that is cool. next level. Yes. VR Inception. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the, 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 uh, like the racing wheel is a good add-on, especially if you like, uh, are like into that or mm. curious about it in a way. I think that could really add up to the experience. 
So and, and that doesn't need to be like a racing game. It could also be something totally else. I mean, I've seen some people play uh, CS:GO with a racing wheel. Well, that that is next level. That is next level thing. <laughs> I've got a question for Zim actually, because I I don't know if you plan to do this or not, or whether this is on your Christmas agenda. But you mentioned Desert Bus. It is. Are you going oh, to use the steering wheel for this? Are you going to use the steering wheel for this? You can't. It's you can't. Not, it's not supported. You oh. have to ah, use the thing that the thing I think about is right. It supports motion controls. <laughs> Holding these guys up on a steering wheel position for eight hours, I don't think that's going to be possible. So I'd probably <laughs> be game padding it. But I'm going to start with motion controls. The issue I hear is yeah. right. You crash. You reset. <laughs> so what? Tuesday, which wow. is the 26th. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's an eight-hour drive, right? You're driving from. Forgive me. It's like Arizona to New Zealand or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> But you're doing an eight-hour bus drive, straight road, basically nothing happens. It's multiplayer, and I've got a list of uh, content creators and that who are going to be hopping in with me on the bus. So we're going to be doing this. It's not for charity or anything. This is literally just a challenge to see yeah. if I can last eight hours, not crash the bus, and actually make it. So it's going to be uh, yeah. it's going to be early morning on on Tuesday. We start. It's going to go the whole day. So even those in North America should be able to tune in and catch it on uh, mm. on Twitch. So this yeah. is going to be fun. If you guys want to hop in, by all means, we've got slots. And if anyone else wants okay. to, then just drop me a tweet. This is the craziest yes. thing I've ever heard. So <laughs> just if you weren't aware and you didn't watch last week's uh, show, Desert Bus, like you said, Zim, is like an eight-hour driving simulator that you're going to do in VR. And people can watch yeah. it live on your Twitch stream, right? Or That's right. Okay. Yeah, we're doing uh, next... So just to give a little bit of a plug here, we're doing sure. a VR Mega Stream Week. So we've actually got a long schedule of i mean heavy hours for seven days in a row so we're doing all the big wow. titles uh, we're doing orbis and fallout and from other suns who i need a slot for actually and a few other bits so desert bus mm. is kind of in the middle of the week just after christmas and so we'll see if i make it and you'll know next time uh, this <laughs> this time next week whether or not zim uh, crashed or yeah. made it to the end yeah. No, I do so, tip my uh, hat to you, dude. Like, investing that much time into something like that is just so crazy. But, uh, yeah, I'll drop in and out where I can. It's a good experience, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah of be a good course. good experience because I get to meet some people, some of the other, you know, tubers and that who yeah. uh, who I've never met before. And we get yeah. to have a chat on a bus. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and catch the stream where I can, definitely, good. over the Christmas yeah. period. In between my Christmas dinner, I'll be watching you, mate, on a bus. Um, <laughs> so have we got any more questions from the chat? Otherwise, I'll wrap this uh, week's show up. Yeah, so uh, someone wants us to join VR chat again. Uh, I'm not sure when we will be in there, but if you add us as a friend uh, when you are in VR chat, it's easier to track us down. Yeah. Um, so uh, just really short. Anything um, next Saturday? If you guys are free, I've got it slotted. I'll be heading back into VR chat after the podcast next uh, uh, next next week. I got so. some crazy parties uh, going on uh, this Christmas. <laughs> Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, also, uh, really short, just just one word or two words. It depends on what the title is all about. So, what was the most impressive, uh, like graphics wise, game for you guys? Just oh. just only the game. Graphics wise, uh, yeah. Lone Echo. Lone Echo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Resident Evil because the visceral. No, 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 no. Only only the title. That's it. You're cheating. That's you're not allowed to to explain why. So okay. uh, Resident Evil, but people will know why. I, I'm sure. For myself, I don't really know to be honest. But Lone Echo is, uh, yeah. I yeah, think so, that's and, and if I, if I was going to choose and, 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 a second one. Oh. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. You already said We're it. We're not allowed Sorry. to explain, Mike. Okay. I missed that. <laughs> Sorry. No, we got some. We we got a quick chat round here. Um, okay, okay. Let's see. Quick um, chat. Go. Okay. 
Let's see, I got I got some more. Uh, driving bus concept was created by Penn and Teller. They said it was uh, giving you the feeling of traveling. Lol. Okay, that's a <laughs> that's an interesting fact right there. I don't think that's true. I heard it was different. It was, the origination point was actually it was meant to prove that a game without like proper game elements would just be a boring, dull ride. And then there was a, a group I don't know exactly which picked it up for charity, did it on you know has, has been doing it repeatedly now with the old 2D version. They verified yeah. it this year, put it out, and I haven't okay. seen too many people play it, but uh, it's yeah. a bit of a trek. Yeah, so uh, we also got uh, Tech Asura saying Arbus is definitely my jam. Uh, fun game if you haven't checked it out yet. Google it and, and, and explore. Um, Kevin uh, says, I, I, I read, if you achieve the drive, you get a single point and unlock the ability to drive back the other way. Will right. you be doing the return <laughs> trip as well? And there's achievements. Do it. There's literally an achievement no. for putting 240 <laughs> hours into the game. And that's not even the toughest achievement. Wow. Yeah. There are some nasty achievements in that game. But I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the 16. I could have chose to do it. <laughs> wow. I'm not wasting that much time, I'm afraid. But I'll do the 8. I'll try the 8. Okay, and then last uh, but not least, someone missed uh, the part where we were talking about the uh, uh, Magic Leap 1 uh, AR headset. Uh, don't worry, if you missed the part of the stream, you can watch it back on Mike's channel because he will be uploading the whole stream too. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the chat. Okay, nice one. So I'll wrap this week's show up. Obviously, just to remind you guys, it is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show. It's live-streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. Tune in to the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe, 3 p.m. in UK, 9 a.m. in Central US. Also, check out the audio-only version of the show, which is available on iTunes or Google Play Music. And then, uh, like Nathie just said, I upload the whole video to my channel tomorrow. So if you missed the video, you can re-watch the whole show back uh, with our lovely faces. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, we shall see you next week. Obviously, it'll be coming up to New Year. I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas. Spend it with your yes. friends and family, but make sure you're safe in VR, like we said earlier. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye.